We're on the record. I'm Sheila Cass. Good morning. First, a big thank you from the whole On the Record team to everyone who became a member of WIPR or stepped up to being a sustaining member during our drive last week. Welcome aboard. We're glad you're with us. Now, our focus this morning. What do we gain when we make work inclusive? People with disabilities are often shut out of the job market. The Bureau of Labor Statistics reports that in 2022, just 21 percent of people with a disability were employed. And many are trying to find productive work. The unemployment rate for people with a disability was about twice as high as the rate for people without a disability. How can training and education for potential workers and employers make a difference? Next week, March 22nd to the 24th, Kennedy Krieger Institute will hold its Neurodiversity in the Workplace Conference in Washington, D.C. We'll hear about the event speakers in a few minutes. With us now is Stacy Herman. She's Assistant Vice President of Neurodiversity and Community Workforce Development at Kennedy Krieger Institute. Stacy, welcome back to the show. Thank you, Sheila. I'm glad to be back here. Kennedy Krieger offers a range of services related to employment, from help in exploring careers to long-term job coaches. These services are for people described as having neurodevelopmental disabilities. What does that mean? So at Kennedy Krieger Institute, we define neurodiversity as a broad range of neurological differences that endow an, an individual with unique skills, talents, and abilities. And we really, when we break that down, when you think of neuro, brain, diversity is differences. So just differences of the brain. And this encompasses several different disabilities including and not limited to mental health, ADHD, autism, dyslexia, and several other intellectual and developmental disabilities. So let's dive into one of your programs, Project Search. What is Project Search? So Project Search is a 10-month transition to work program for individuals with disabilities in their last year of school or they can join our program as an adult after they've graduated school. It's a full workplace immersion at Kennedy Krieger Institute through internships. So really getting to explore different jobs at the Institute, which could be in our International Center for Spinal Cord Injury, at our center, our Pact of World Care, it can be in our nutrition department and close to 25 departments at Kennedy Krieger Institute are involved in our project search program. And and in those different departments, what, what job opportunities, what kinds of skills are interns able to try out? Yeah, well, one of our really exciting internships that was developed in the last year is actually with our finance department. And a young adult is supporting with reimbursements and and being able to submit those so employees get paid back for expenses that they've had. We also, in our nutrition department, working with our dietitians, our interns deliver the meals on our inpatient unit. They have to check to make sure that the meals are the correct meals, there are no allergies, and then at, when meals are completed, they go back and they pick up those meals as well, and they return everything to Johns Hopkins. So these are really crucial roles at the Institute to ensure that we continue 
to function daily, and they are really important jobs. And the next step up from Project Search is Core Foundations, which supports people with disabilities as they obtain and maintain employment. Everyone has different needs. What what kind of education and support does Core Foundations offer? So Project Search, as we discussed, is a short-term program. It's a 10-month program focused on job exploration with the goal of competitive integrated employment. When we think about long-term supports, that's where Core Foundation comes in. It's a developmental disabilities administration licensed agency. So that means that we receive funding from the state to support young adults as they transition into adulthood and then really supporting that meaningful employment and community engagement. So when we work with the individuals in our programs, which we call community members, because we believe we are a community, um, really working with these young adults on their journey and focus of what their adult life looks like. So it is all about supporting that person with their support team, whether that's siblings and family members, If it's volunteering, we'll focus on volunteering. If it's employment, we'll focus on employment. If it's just engaging in our community and fitness classes and art classes, we will do that as well. And we do that through a person-centered collaborative lens. Where are CORE Foundation's participants working? What's really exciting about CORE Foundations is that we serve seven Maryland counties, completely 100% community-based programming. And some of our young adults in our program work right at Kennedy Creeker Institute, actually in our International Center for Spinal Cord Injury, our physical therapy departments, Actually, during the pandemic, there were health screeners at Kennedy Creeker that several young adults were hired for this position. But we also have young adults at Royal Farms, at the Aberdeen Ironbirds, and other locations, including not just for employment, but for volunteering, um, include Meals on Wheels. Meals on Wheels not only is a volunteer site, but an employment site as well that has hired young adults through our program. So these organizations can work with core foundations for recruitment strategies to really recruit talent. Some community members may have a job coach who comes to work with them every day. What does one-on-one support look like? Our goal when it comes to one-on-one support and job coaches on site is for that job coach to be there for support, to learn new skills, to facilitate natural support. So working with that young adult and managers and their colleagues to really be able to work together and know who to go to at the company. So our goal of a job coach is really to fade that support out and for that support to be there as more of a just in case something is needed, but we want community members to be fully integrated within their workplace and that their support system comes from their colleagues and their supervisors. Project Search is in its fifth year. How many people are participating in Project Search and Core Foundations this year? So this year we have eight Project Search interns in our fifth year, which we are very excited about to be fully back in person. Um, All internships are on site at Kennedy Creeker Institute. 
And then for core foundations, we are currently supporting 42 individuals across the seven counties in Maryland in their community. You referred to a goal of phasing out support uh, from Kennedy Krieger, so it's coming from colleagues. How how long does Kennedy Krieger offer support after someone finds a job? So Kennedy Krieger uh, does not leave at all for that support. We, uh, as long as you are receiving services from core foundations, we will continue to be that support system. It looks different for everyone. Some people we support can just need support with the interview and onboarding and maybe the first week of work. And then we fade out and then we'll check. We'll come on site a few times a month. We do a lot of FaceTime check-ins. That's the beauty of technology of being able to check in. Or if someone needs quick support on a new task, we can get on FaceTime. Then we have some young adults that require ongoing support that we actually do not fade out. We continue to maintain as long as they have that employment and as long as they would like us to be there. We create employment plans. So as we work together with that young adult and their team, we can focus on what's going to be a successful fade plan, but we're always there to continue to support. And in the event there is a need at work, that's why we collaborate with the business too, so that both the business and our community member are both getting the support that they need to be successful at work. This is On the Record. I'm Sheila Cass speaking with Stacy Herman of Kennedy Krieger Institute about its community workforce development services. You also work with businesses and volunteer organizations to help them understand how to recruit and retain individuals with intellectual or developmental disabilities. What advice do you give? Sheila, one of my favorite parts of my job is not just leading my team that is truly an amazing team of direct support professionals and leaders who have helped in designing and developing this vision for our programming, but it's being able to go to the business community, to volunteer, to schools, and really provide education and training on workforce retention and management and recruitment strategies to have an inclusive workforce that includes people with disabilities. And you know, I recently was in person doing a training, which is my favorite way to do the training. And it's just fully immersive. I bring in the audience. It was about a hundred people. And we provide examples around unconscious biases that we might have from childhood and how we look at accommodations that we find acceptable versus accommodations that we might see that might be more challenging. We talk about barriers and how do we break down those barriers so that all people can be employed. And it's always so rewarding to watch the audience get so engaged and see them really thinking about how can they incorporate these best practices into their workplace. Give me an example of one of the examples you give about accommodations that yeah. people so take for to, granted versus what they don't. Yeah, so that everyone listening um, on this, this station today, think about if you're wearing glasses or contacts or you use readers. So 
really think about people you see on a daily basis. So in my trainings, what I'll do is, uh, you know, I'll ask and probably about 80% of the room raises their hand. And we talk about what did you have? What happened? Like, I couldn't see I was having trouble reading the screen. I couldn't look at my computer anymore. I couldn't read my book. Then I'll kind of prompt, what did you do to get help? I went to an eye doctor. What did you receive? A prescription. What did you then receive? Contacts or glasses. So as we go through this example, I talk about that you needed someone to support you. You don't, you couldn't come up with that prescription on your own. You needed help to get that. And then you have a tool, you have glasses and you have contacts so that you can now see. So it's really eye-opening to the audience. And when we really break this down, that is accommodation that we are so used to in society that we accept. So why then when someone is asking for a visual checklist or they're asking for fragrance-free space or other workplace accommodations, do we sometimes think that that might be more challenging than something that we look at as acceptable in society? So that's just an example of what, what I would bring to this training. In your experience, how persistent is the stigma against hiring individuals with disabilities? Yeah, I've been doing this a long time, um, doing workforce development for almost 10 years. But prior to that, I was a special education teacher. So it's been almost 20 years that I've been in this field. I started uh, as a camp counselor working with kids with disabilities. And in my 20 years, I don't always, you know, I feel like we make progress one organization at a time, one manager at a time, one CEO at a time. But there still is a stigma because people might not have been at interact as much with a person with a disability. There might be assumptions made about skills or knowledge. And those are the barriers we have to break down so that individuals with disabilities are part of our workplace. And we start changing our mindset and rethinking that stigma that people with disabilities do have skills, do have talents, and can be in our workplaces because our workplaces need to be diverse because as a society, we are diverse. The Neurodiversity in the Workplace Conference will take place next week from next Wednesday through Friday, March 22nd to the 24th at the Marriott Marquis, Washington. What will be going on at the conference? This conference um, right now has 23 states represented from attendees and three countries with 40 presentations and over 75 presenters, all whether it's from our country or internationally. And the focus is about workplace inclusion, but it's not just about how to do it. It's showing you how to do it and hearing from experts, whether they are working at a university, whether they are working at an adult service agency, whether they are a young adult who identifies as having a disability. So all of these individuals are coming together for us to focus on how do we improve employment outcomes. And one piece that I'm very excited about is bringing that to life. We're going to have an art gallery of from all neurodivergent artists. We're going to have a band, all individuals who identify as being neurodiverse, 
at our networking event. So we're bringing it to life at the conference. So we're not only sharing our expertise, but we're also showing you what's possible. So who, who would you say this conference is for? I would say this conference is for just about anybody, uh, but it's families, it's individuals with disabilities, it's advocates, it's policymakers, it's provider agencies, it's HR professionals, it's exec level uh, at your business. Pretty much anyone who wants to learn and focus on inclusion within the workplace for people with disabilities should attend our conference on March 22nd. Stacy, thank you. Thank you, Sheila. It was great to talk to you again. Stacy Herman is the Assistant Vice President of Neurodiversity and Community Workforce Development at Kennedy Krieger Institute. At the On the Record page at WYPR.org, we have more information about Project Search and Core Foundations, as well as a link to register for the Neurodiversity in the Workplace Conference. Short break on the record. When we're back, a Project Search graduate shares his experience working and volunteering. I'm Sheila Cass. Stay with us. Welcome back to On the Record. I'm Sheila Cast. We're speaking this morning about efforts at Kennedy Krieger Institute to prepare people with neurodevelopmental disabilities for work and to assist them as they pursue their career interests. Brian McHale and his son Robbie live in Middle River and work together at Lidos Field at Ripken Stadium, the home of the Aberdeen Ironbirds. Welcome to the show, both of you. Thank you for having us. Hi, Robbie. Hi. Brian, how did your family get connected to Kennedy Krieger Institute? Well, we're, we were familiar with Kennedy Krieger because uh, our both of our sons had been seen by physicians at Kennedy Krieger when they were younger. And we had been living out of state for a time. And when the boys were looking to uh, transition to adulthood, we were looking for a service provider uh, back home because we wanted to move back home to Maryland uh, when the boys uh, turned 21. And so um, we found Kennedy Krieger uh, because we knew about them and then came to found out they had an adult services program as well. And your son's names are? Are uh, Robert and Brian. Well, what, what were you hoping your sons, Robbie and Brian, would get out of Kennedy Krieger's workforce development programs? So work is, is really important for, um, for both me and, and their mother. Um, we both uh, you know, derive a lot of our identity from our work. Uh, we're we get a lot of our personal fulfillment from work. And so we thought it would be very important for, uh, for the boys, you know, to work as well as they approach adulthood. Robbie, what did you learn from Project Search? I learned uh, that self-motivation is an appreciated skill. That's an important idea, self-motivation. What, what did Project Search help you do? Uh, they helped me build a resume and obtain employment with the Aberdeen Ironbird. 
with the Aberdeen Iron Birds. The baseball season is about to begin. What do you do at the stadium? Uh, I clean seats. I monitor areas, and I'm there for guests who want or need assistance. So you, like, answer their questions? Yes. Wow. Robbie, sometimes a job coach comes to the stadium to work with you. What have you learned from your job coaches? I learned about uh, prioritizing uh, when it comes to seat cleaning and also that it's good customer service to ask people like about their day or about how their day is or how they're doing. And Robbie, you're also a volunteer, I understand, at Meals on Wheels. What do you do at Meals on Wheels? I help prepare food. I often uh, package bread or or I uh, or rather I I like I snap like I snap them like I snap the plastic on, on them I I enclose I enclose them and I've done some other stuff like uh, I guess tossing sa- salad and uh, and I used a mechanical can opener and uh, and folded lunch meat. Lots of different things. That's Robbie McHale, who works at Ripken Stadium in Aberdeen. This is on the record on WIPR. I'm Sheila Cast. McHale is a graduate of Kennedy Krieger's Project Search, a job training and internship program, and now participates in Core Foundations, which offers long-term employment support. Also with us is his father, Brian McHale. Robbie, what do you think of encouraging businesses to recruit and hire people with disabilities? Uh, I think that hires uh, should be based off of uh, mo- most qualified and and many people with disability who are who have a dis- disability or disabled of some sort in some in some way who are disabled in some way are qualified to hold positions. Brian, what would you say to businesses who that haven't considered outreach to individuals with disabilities? Well, these guys like to work. Um, and once I think one of the things that we found with both of our sons is that once they learn a skill and a task, they're committed to it. And they do the job very well. Um, they learn differently, but once they learn how to do a job, they can be very good at it and can be very successful at it. In your observation, what has been the most valuable part of Kennedy Krieger's job support? Really being able to help um, both of our sons uh, learn skills by breaking down tasks. Um, I can tell you that uh, they're 
better than I am at uh, getting the boys to do things, um, uh, learning new skills and tasks. So they've been incredibly helpful and um, and getting them to learn uh, work skills. And it's been uh, extraordinarily helpful. And and what has the experience of working with Robbie been like? Uh, it's been amazing. Uh, I never thought I'd have the opportunity to work with one of my sons and, and I would get to work with him uh, at a place we both like being at. So it's a, it's pure joy. Pure joy. Thank you both for talking to us. Thank you. Thanks, Robbie. Thank you. Brian and Robbie McHale are father and son. They work together at Lidos Field at Ripken Stadium, the home of the Aberdeen Iron Birds. At the On the Record page at WYPR.org, we have more information about Kennedy Krieger's work development programs and its upcoming Neurodiversity in the Workplace conference to be held March 22nd to the 24th in Washington, D.C. I'm Sheila Cass. Glad you're with us on the record. Come back tomorrow. Tomorrow.